Welcome to The Unapologetic Woman. I'm your host, Pyle Berry. With over a decade of a blended experience in clinical psychology and global leadership development, I've dedicated my career and life purpose to empower women to believe I deserve a seat at the table and it's about damn time. But how do you create synergy between who you are and how you lead? On this podcast, we address that inner critic holding you back, release narratives that no longer serve you, and explore how to use your leadership platform to make an impact around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Simply put, I cut out the bullshit. I'm here to share inspiration, practical tips, and have challenging conversations with other badass individuals who are shifting the narrative for all women. So let's stop apologizing for who we are and rise together as the unapologetic woman. Hi, and I am back for the fall. I'm so excited. Can't believe it's already September, but the summer was a much needed hiatus. And I hope all of you were able to take some time off for yourselves, for your mental health, your well being, for your family, whatever you got up to. I hope you really took it in. I know there's a lot going around in the world lately, and having some time for yourself is so important. And I was definitely able to do that. And I'm really excited to be back with a whole set of episodes for you mixed with a couple solo episodes, like the one we're going to talk about today, but also some pretty incredible interviews. I'm actually can't wait to share the interviews that I have coming up. I'm talking about like I've met with and spoken to women that own their own businesses that are doing work around Ayurveda, doing work around wellness and holistic healing. A reality TV show star from Netflix will be on here as well, all talking about things that are really, really important, like bullying and racism and experiencing those negative thoughts that debilitate you, overwhelm, all of those pieces that just show up and sometimes show up where it has built actually resilience in us to be able to move forward. And that's how we found our success is by really taking that narrative and flipping it to work for us versus against us. But can't wait for you to listen to those episodes as well. If this is your first time here, then definitely make sure, you know, welcome. And make sure that you subscribe so that you're able to know when these get notifications, when these upcoming episodes are going to be launched. But for today, you know, talking about some of those more deeper thoughts, I wanted to spend a little bit of time just talking about something that I've seen been happening over and over again, whether it's with my clients, my friends, and to be honest, something that I used to participate in a lot before too which is putting people and organizations and others on a pedestal. And when we put people on a pedestal, right? Like it's imagining what they are like or having these expectations we've built up in our head. Maybe it's because of all of the Instagram that we're seeing or the social media presence. And we are, you know, creating this personality and we're creating these characteristics in someone or in an organization or company, a brand that you're following and you're measuring yourself to that assumption about it versus actually knowing it. So then when you do get into something, whether it's a partner, whether it's in your personal relationships, whether it's your client or a vendor or a coach that you hire, or it's a organization that you just started working for, well, 
then we can get very disappointed or we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we start to think the worst about ourselves because we're like, oh my God, I'm working at this incredible organization that I've always dreamt of as my dream job, it's my dream company, but I can't live up to this. There's no way. Or if you're in a relationship and you've put this person on a pedestal, you've idolized them. And so now they can do no wrong, which means that when there is something that goes wrong, it's on you. So I want to talk about, you know, why it's so important to stop putting people and organizations on a pedestal because it is not worth the damage you do to yourself. And again, right? Like you've imagined the most incredible situation where you get to work with your mentor, you get to share a stage with an idol, you get a job at the company you've dreamt of for ages, but then you're panicking. You're also worried about what value are you bringing? You know, you're worried, am I going to say something stupid? You know, everyone who works here is definitely just incredible. So I have to live up to this. Are they going to judge me? Or even the quite opposite, where you've put them on such a pedestal that when they make a mistake or act human, you're upset because it's not everything you imagined and it's worse and it's disappointing because, wait a second, you're not supposed to do those kind of things. You're not supposed to make those kind of mistakes. Like this is what you are, but it's that what we've built up of them is of our imagination. It's not actually them. And we are then being so critical and harsh on them where they're not allowed to be human. You're not seeing them for who they are. So making any organization or any person an idol is one of the most detrimental things that you can do for yourself, for your self-worth, your ego, your confidence. And honestly, it's incredibly harmful for the relationship that you're going to have with them too. And let's be honest, we've all done this. I've done this. You've done it. That person who has the hardest time believing that their parents can do anything wrong, that person who blames themselves for letting other people down, I've done this myself where I build up an image of someone that I idolize. I think about how I would interact with them, what I would say, I've planned every minute of it, and then it happens and bam, they aren't actually who I think they are. We didn't have the conversation I thought about in my head. It's not their fault, but now I'm in shock and I don't know how to process what I'm learning about this person because it's not the one aligned in my head that I made up. Or even when... I've thought about the conversation. I've thought about, you know, what it would look like to work at this place. What would it look like to have this business that I run today? What would it look like to work with this coach or how that coach is going to help me get to the goals that I want? And, you know, you really love the perception they have, how they're showing up on stories, everything. And then you work with them. You're like, wait a second, but I thought she would tell me how to do this. I thought she'd tell me how to do this. And that's all on us. Because we are creating this idea and this notion in our heads that isn't actually what the truth is. We haven't even given them a chance to really be who they are. And I'm expecting the idol that I interact with, you know, a human being, someone with their own strengths, wounds, complexities as a person, but I'm not expecting that, right? I'm expecting the person that I idolize. And I know that you've been there as well. And I can't tell you that I don't necessarily do that anymore, but you know, I definitely have learned how to bring people off of that pedestal, how to rewire that in our brains, right? And where does this all even start from? And there's really one person or two people where you start initially putting someone on a pedestal with, and that starts with your parents. But what does my parents or your parents have anything to do with companies that I admire or the mentors I want to work with? Everything, everything. 
everything that you're thinking about in terms of how your relationship is with people, the comparatitis that you have with them, it starts with parents. Because when we're kids, our parents are our first role models, whatever that looks like for you. And they are the first ones we learn from, we rely on them, and it's hard to fathom at a very young age, obviously now it's very different, but at a very young age, it's very hard to fathom that our parents are anything else but mom and dad and that they aren't human, right? They are there for us. They are there to serve us and that they don't have their own wounds that they grew up with, or they don't have a life that belonged to them before you came along. And when we're looking at our relationship with our parents, when parents do anything, right? When they fight, they argue, are upset, it immediately impacts the kids. And kids make it about themselves and think they're the ones to cause it, even if that's not the case. And it takes time for kids to understand that parents' emotions aren't their responsibility. Similarly, kids, no matter the age, seek approval from their parents. You can be 15, 30, 60, whatever, but the Comfort of knowing the parents' validation of our choices is so important. And this is really backed by a lot of research has shown this, that that approval and that relationship that is so complex between parent and child impacts every decision and the behavior that you have with every other relationship that you make in your lifetime. And because they are our role models by choice or by not, we learn about our relationships with our self-confidence, our self-worth from the relationships we form as kids. And putting someone on a pedestal is dreaming up this idealistic person based on what you want them to represent to you. So I ask you to look internally instead. And similar to having those imaginary friends when you're younger, putting someone on a pedestal usually means that you're dreaming up someone who ideally has all the traits that you wish you had within yourself or believe that you're not capable of owning or as a form of escape from working through your inner child wounds or working from a space of you don't necessarily want to recognize that these may be things that you could possess within yourself. So you want to see it in someone else. And you may not realize when you're idealizing someone, the way you feel when you have high regard for someone on the surface, pleasant and positive, you admire their virtues, right? And enjoy their company and feel fortunate that you're part of this company. But the problem happens when you forget that this person is also another imperfect human, that the way that they make decisions, the way that they talk, the way that their thoughts are, are also formed from their environment and from what they hold to be true. So when this shows up from that parent-child relationship and you're holding your parents on a pedestal and you're essentially having a hard time detaching yourself from them, from seeing that you have your own self-worth, you have your own self-identity, And it doesn't have to be the one that is associated with what the expectations of my parents are. And all of this has to do with how we then show up later, because when you are looking at those clients that you're bringing on, that new team member that you brought on to help you build your expand your business, or that new job that you took at your dream company, all of that is where if we don't have a stronger sense of self, if we don't have a stronger sense of self-identity, where we are clear about what makes us happy, what feels in tune with us, and we're relying on the approval of a parent figure, a mentor figure, is someone else figure, then it actually 
makes us lose a bit of ourselves more. And that can set it into a place where we actually start to feel more and more unhappy. So you may feed that ideal image so much that you completely lose your capacity for objective analysis. You're not willing to accept that they are capable of making mistakes. And so undeniably puts the pressure on yourself to show up as the mythological experience of perfect. And you begin to heighten everything that is wrong with yourself and forgetting about your value. Well, putting someone on a pedestal doesn't mean just exaggerating their good qualities. It also involves characteristics that they don't even have and being blind to their weakness. Instead of seeing a flawed person or a flawed organization, you consider your this person or this company perfect and they are superior to you and to everyone else. So if they are upset, that means I must be upset. If they think that X person did wrong, then I have to think X person did wrong because they are my idol and what they think must be absolutely right. And that's where we can really get lost and it can be really dangerous and detrimental because we now are attaching ourselves to the perspective of this idol or this person we've put on a pedestal that we aren't able to see that, well, is that something that I agree with? Is that something that really makes sense to me? Is that okay? And when they are making decisions that maybe don't sit well with you, but you start to, again, look at it where, well, they don't have any weaknesses or they aren't flawed. And so because of that, I'm going to continue to think that what they're doing is right and I must be in the wrong. Or if we see that they're doing something wrong, it's just so hard for us to understand that they can make mistakes too. Or maybe part of their perspective aligns with you, but there's another part of them that doesn't because just like you, they are a human being and they have complexities. The minute you place someone on a pedestal, what you're doing is you're shrinking your existence and you're devaluing yourself. And when you do this, you become addicted to comparing and wanting the next level up, right? And it becomes this vicious cycle of like, oh, well, I want that. And so I'm going to move there and then I'm going to do this. And the idea of being content or happy kind of starts to disintegrate. So say you're building a startup company and you start hanging out with other successful startup founders in part to learn from them because you admire them and you're spending time in this company to motivate you. Well, through this, you start hanging out with these founders who are incredibly successful, maybe even millionaires or maybe even multi-multi-millionaires. And now you've put them on this pedestal because they have what you want and you begin judging yourself. You begin thinking that, I have to work that much harder. You start burning yourself out. You start not sleeping well because you're comparing yourself and you're starting to be in the shadows. Maybe you are someone who's very charismatic and suddenly in this group of friends or this company of entrepreneurs, you start to get really quiet and you're not really thriving or shining because you don't want to sound dumb. You don't want to sound immature or young in this. And you're there to learn from them, but it's actually having the opposite effect because now you're starting to see people that are like, wow, like you did this and I want that. And you must have these qualities and you must have all these things because you're looking at what's not working for you. And so they must have the qualities that you don't have because otherwise, why would they be successful? 
So another example is like, imagine you get a job at your dream company and you're exactly at the place you've always wanted to be in your career. But now you're too scared to speak up. You're quiet in meetings. You're questioning every single decision you make because you're worried about how this perfect company and these brilliant people are going to look at you. And you forget that you went through this interview process just like everyone else who's working there. And they offered you the position, meaning they see the value in you, that you have value. And there's nothing more to prove. In fact, there is nothing to prove because you add value all the time. And the reason you are there is because you are there to add value just like everyone else. Well, what happens when you put someone or some people on a pedestal is you start to be harder on yourself. You're hiding your shortcomings because you don't want to show anything less than what you've projected of them. And people who feel undeserving of their achieved success often feel like imposters and have lower self appraisal about themselves and also expecting the, you know, that the other person is going to think less of me. So what do you start doing? You start hiding, you start being less vulnerable. You're giving so much power over to the other individual that you completely lose your sense of self-worth and what they say, their opinion and their expectations hold so much value and weight that it blinds you from thinking clearly for yourself. In fact, you've now started making assumptions of how they would perceive you instead of having an open and honest conversation. And it becomes harder for you to become vulnerable and that causes more distance and diminishes the authenticity that exists. So you begin losing sleep over how you're going to behave and act. Everything becomes orchestrated so that they aren't having the chance to get to know you, but only the version that you believe they will like. And you want to plan all that out because you expect that this type of a person is going to like these kind of traits. So I'm going to have that in me. Well, what happens is you haven't even given this individual a chance to learn more about you because you've controlled the entire interaction and you're starting to, you know, create distance with this because now the person doesn't even really know who you are when you're not given opportunities that you actually generally may enjoy because they don't know that you may enjoy this X piece because you're trying to continuously impress them. And often the reason why you feel admiration and fascination for what you see in other people is because that's what you want for yourself. So I say, instead of putting people on pedestals and seeing that they are also complex human beings, and that actually will provide you with so much more solace and calm. I can tell you that I remember the moment when I actually was able to shift from seeing my parents from, you know, their parents to complex humans, that release of resentment, anger, frustration, or having expectations of them, the guilt that you may have an experience with, you know, I'm letting them down if I don't do X, Y, and Z actually starts to go away. You start building a better friendship, a relationship with you know, your parents, with your friends, with your partner, with these like people that you really idolize. And I say, in fact, you know, change that to admire. When you say, you know, I admire this individual and I find that they've got some really wonderful qualities that I really, really like. I want to learn more about that. It opens the space to actually understanding, well, what's your story? How did you get to this space? And what you'll find is much more vulnerability and authenticity. And you'll start hearing how they got there, you know, some of those mistakes that they made, and you'll start to see them 
as less as this idealized person who lives on a pedestal and more as, okay, they're just human as well. And, you know, they went through the same things, the trials and tribulations that I'm going through. And it's not about having to impress them or having to always get their approval. It's about recognizing that we are all cohesively existing here. And they may be a few steps ahead of me, but what I'm doing now is I'm learning and I'm making my own path. And one day I'll be able to share that with someone else too. So what can you do to stop putting others on pedestal and start seeing people as equals, including parents? And I keep coming back to parents because it really is one of the most core relationships. Once you can start to see your parents as individuals who are there, who are nurturing, who are caring, who, and you know, of course, everyone has very different relationships with them. But when you can start seeing them for complex humans, that may not always be right because they did not come into this world or have you come into this world with a guidebook of what is right or wrong. They're also working from their perspective, from what they grew up with, from their environment. So it is for you to start looking at that as a opportunity of building more of a friendship versus a space where I must continuously get their approval. And what you admire about someone is in fact, what you can be great at. So I suggest, and I ask you to look inside and ask yourself, what is truly admirable about this person? What is it about them that you want to be like? And you know, when you think about that, right? Is it their confidence? Is it how they speak in public? Is it how they write copy? Is it how they, you know, coach the deeper questions they ask? Is it about the intimacy of vulnerability that they can experience and create? Instead of focusing on that and, you know, watching and observing them and watching all these YouTube videos about them, reading about them, you know, find out for yourself, what are certain things within myself that I admire? What are things that are important that in order to get those type of qualities? So let's just say that you're someone who really wants to be a confident speaker. What does it take to be a confident speaker? Maybe you like someone's work ethic. Well, what does that mean for you? And results come when you stay committed to figuring out what are the qualities that I want to build within myself and what are the different things that I can do in order to create that? And you begin to believe that it's easier when you show up consistently that, wow, like I am really working on this quality that I really admire in this other person and I'm starting to cultivate that. And know that you have potential to be great. You know, everyone is a reflection of what you want, right? So the best measure is self-referencing. Start spending time acknowledging all the things that you're good at. Are you good at helping others? Start thinking about those qualities and be strong with your actions. So in other words, you know, when you reinforce what it is that you are good at and you will see just how good you are at it, that. So from here, you will hold a standard of self-love towards the things that you are really good at. You will start looking at, wow, I really admire the stuff about myself. I'm so glad that I have this quality. Here's how I can help other people learn these qualities. You won't be viewing that other person as far above you. You'll just notice that they are strong in that one quality. And you could use some practice in it. And from there, you can look at ways to get stronger around that quality. And you start focusing on yourself 
with your passions and with your interests and with the skill sets that you want to build. And just like everything else, the more consistent you are with it, the more you start to flourish and you start seeing the results. And then you start seeing like, wow, I can do this. Like I also am able to build those qualities instead of sitting from afar and admiring it in, in someone else. And the more you act and the more accomplished you get, the more you will be confident. So as you take those actions and you see, start seeing those results, you know, you start to see yourself as, wow, look at me, I'm killer. And, you know, start to reflect on those and start to invest in yourself each day. So it's about cultivating that self-love and feeling good about who you are. It's looking at the value that you bring and it's preventing you from stopping and focusing on other people. You know, that whole concept and idea, right? When we spend all this time looking at, oh, look at how they are doing this or looking how that person's doing this or like, how did Michelle Obama create this persona of herself? Like, how is she so confident? Let me read all about her. Well, yes, that's fine. Definitely. I think reading and, and understanding someone's great. But when it gets to the point where we have now started to compare ourselves to them, that's where it can be damaging. And instead, look at the skills, look at what happened. Oh, she worked really hard. She stayed committed. Okay, I'm going to stay committed to that one thing that I really want to build about myself. And when we invest in yourselves and we start to treat and respect ourselves and we achieve those goals, then we, you know, reward ourselves with like, well, now I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Like I deserve this happiness. I deserve this achievement because I have worked really hard to get here. This is an investment in myself. And once we make it and we start to like understand that we start flipping that script and we can actually look at ourselves and be like, wow, now I know, you know, what it took for that person to get there. And I'm doing that same work. Now you start seeing them as an equal and someone that you can continue to admire, but now you can actually create a relationship and say, wow, I really admire that you've done this work. I've been working on X, Y, and Z, and it's quite hard. These are the things that I've learned along the way. And when you start practicing this and whether it's journaling, whether it's self-affirmation, whether it's words of affirmation, talking to yourself, and it's flipping that script of saying to yourself, like, I have been working on building the skill for the last three months and I am so proud of myself because these are the things that I have learned. These are the mistakes that I have you know, made that have helped me learn what not to do, what to do. And now you have a place where you can talk to someone else. You can look at the fact that when I go work at this organization and look, I will tell you as a consultant, I have gone into some really big organizations and you tell someone like, wow, I worked at X company or I worked at B company. And immediately they're like, oh my God, wow, that's incredible. That's huge. And yes, in the very beginning, I definitely would get really nervous and I'd get really overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm presenting at this place. They're so well-respected and like, how am I going there, right? And instead, as a consultant, as a coach, as a speaker, when I would go talk at these places and you realize the same thing. These organizations are just made up of people who are also trying to figure it out together. And the reason as a consultant that you've been brought in is because they can't figure it out. So they need an outside perspective to look at things. And when you look at that, I've gone into some companies, you're like, how are you here? You're holding on with a string. (laughs) And it's because again, right, we've placed the persona of things on such a pedestal. And it doesn't mean that we take away their success. You know, these organizations, these companies that I've worked at, these places I've consulted at, spoke at, or even these people that I really admire and then I get to have these conversations with, 
absolutely do I get nervous. Absolutely do I think, you know, and I get really excited about it. But I also remember that they're human and they're people and they have their own complexities and there may be certain traits that I like about them, but that doesn't mean the full picture. It's just like social media. What we see on social media is feeding a narrative of them to us. It's not everything because we are not seeing all the behind the scenes pieces. We're seeing what is strategically put up there for them to show us. So just remember that you know, you are a naturally gifted, intelligent individual. You are admirable. You are incredible. You have come through a lot of resilience. You've built resilience. You've come through a lot of complexities. You also have so much to offer. And all of those qualities about yourself that you love, that you want to nurture, that you want to build, and you want to strengthen, that is what's going to help you stop putting other people on a pedestal and thinking that what they say or how they act or what they perceive you as is the only answer, the only way. And the more we can start to see people through a authentic lens, the more we can start to see people as three-dimensional and we can start to also recognize that we're only seeing a part of them because there's something within us that's wounded. We haven't even nurtured ourselves and we start to nurture ourselves and we start to work on that, that is when we can actually say, all right, you know, I can admire someone, but I don't need to impress them. I need to just nurture me and remind myself of my value. So folks, this is something that, you know, I believe is so important, especially as business owners, as a new leader, as someone who is starting to build a team, someone who puts a lot of pressure on yourself. When you are putting others on a pedestal, you are taking away from yourself. And in order to love yourself, in order to believe in yourself, it's time for you to stop putting people on pedestals and to start being yourself because you don't even know the most incredible conversations and the most incredible connections that you can make with the people that you admire when you really show up as yourself, when you give them permission to be themselves. You know, think about it, celebrities or stars, they have to put on the show and when they are spending time with their intimate friends, the quality that they really, really talk about is that, well, these friends have known me before all this stuff came. I know that they're my friends because they genuinely know me. They know my mistakes. They see me for being a human. You know, you hear a lot of celebrities or these big successful entrepreneurs talk about how, you know, the most humbling thing is when like an actor will say this, you know, you see this a lot of interviews where an actor says that the most humbling part is when your own kid doesn't really care about that award-winning performance you did because to them, you're just dad, you're just mom and they need you to drive you to the mall and they need you know to get that allowance from you. And that is the most humbling piece because they are that constant reminder that I am human, that I am a person, that I am something else beyond this bigger, greater persona that has been built up about me. So do yourself a favor, do the people you admire a favor and start treating yourself kindly, compassionately, and start treating others that you really admire, take them off that pedestal and give them permission to be human with you. Thanks for listening to The Unapologetic Woman. 
If you like what you heard today, then please subscribe so you'll get real-time updates when I post a new episode. And if you really believe that others should be hearing this, then leave a rating or review this episode so others can find it too. And if there's something you'd really love for me to cover or highlight, then head over to my Instagram account at Pileberry. DM me to let me know. I'm all ears. If you want free resources, practical tips, and inspirational stories that I share with my clients, visit pileberry.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You'll get them all. Until then, take a moment to celebrate your journey, reflect, and be ready to embrace your next epiphany.